And if somebody does invent a Twinkie plant, it's probably going to be derived from beans, I believe. Welcome back to The Simple Plate, tales of local food produced by local people. In this episode, we meet Jan Hibbs, who landed as a grower and manager at Bending Birch's Greenhouse and the owner of Two Willow Farm, after time working at the Whole Foods Co-op and the Duluth Community Garden Program. In other words, Jan likes to grow and make good food. The goats and the goat cheese are a story for another time. But she spent a lot of her life helping people grow good things to eat and then helping them find resources and recipes to get those good things from farm or backyard to table. Jan has a lot of patience, and she doesn't believe there are any stupid questions. Stupid questions? No. Silly questions? Maybe. If somebody wants to try to grow their own food this year, you want to grow food that you're actually going to like and you're actually going to eat. And until they invent a Twinkie bush, we're left with, you know, fruits and vegetables. What are some things that you would recommend for somebody maybe who is not an experienced gardener but wants to give this, I want to grow some of my own food thing a try? Cherry tomatoes are great. Fresh tomatoes out of the garden, I think, are arguably as good as fresh carrots. They're both excellent, but carrots are definitely um, a good one for beginners, too. And you can plant those right now, and you can just keep planting them every couple weeks and have fresh carrots all summer long. Kids like them. My daughter was a toddler. That was the only way she would eat carrots (laughs) fresh out of the garden, got her eating vegetables. So that's a plus. Uh, most people like salads. There's lots of varieties of different lettuce and greens and th- even fresh herbs and things. And that's kind of fun because you can put anything that you want in it. So you can make your own custom blend and those are pretty easy to grow and they're fast too. You get kind of that instant gratification. Herbs are good. Some of the peppers and eggplant can be tricky in our climate. So if you're just starting out, you've got a couple of bell pepper varieties that are good. I'd maybe shy away from some of the hot peppers and use your space for those salads and carrots and snap peas are another good one. Sweet corn takes quite a bit of space to get like each each corn plant. It's really a giant grass. <laughs> so each corn plant, you're going to get like maybe two ears off of it. So it can be really fun if you've got the space to do it. It's not hard. You've got to plant it and plant it and wait for it, but it's definitely worth the wait. Fresh sweet corn's amazing. But, yeah, you'll want to have – it's not one of those things that you can just plant a four-pack and get much off of it. Beans are kind of magical because they're so much fun to watch grow. And if somebody does invent a Twinkie plant, it's probably going to be derived from beans, I believe Oh, that would be excellent. And you and it would twine and flower, and then there would be little Twinkies. <laughs> can you see it? I can. I actually, frighteningly <laughs> enough, I actually can. So I think it's really where where people are starting out. If, if it's somebody and they they're putting in a couple of raised beds in a backyard, I would stick with um, things that can climb. So yeah, climbing beans would be great. Climbing cucumbers, you can grow cucumbers on a trellis. You could even grow melon on a trellis, but so salads, a few cherry tomatoes, maybe a few onions, a couple bell peppers would do that. If you've got a bigger yard and space that you can till up and put in a larger garden, then yeah, sweet corn patch, potatoes are wonderful. And those are really great in new gardens too, because often in a new garden where you till it up, you've got lots of weed seeds in there, weed pressure. Potatoes, you can actually even just grow, you can 
put them in your little row and dig a little hole in the ground and put your seed potato in there and then cover it up. And then you can just pile on straw or even as you mow the grass and pile grass clippings on top of it. And it helps keep the weeds down. So it's a fairly easy to manage crop that way. And then you can just dig around underneath that mulch to get the potatoes out when it's time to harvest it. If you're people that are skeptical about many vegetables starting out, grill it. (laughs) I tell everybody, grill it. (laughs) Like beets, zucchini. Um, My kids used to not like eggplant. I throw it on the grill and we eat so much eggplant in the summer now. What are some fruits that we can grow up here in our climate? Melons, surprisingly. I've had good success with melons. We've, um, I think, again, finding right varieties that are shorter season and also ones that are, I like some of the heirloom varieties that are selected like out of Canada. Like we've got a watermelon that's called Crema Saskatchewan, and there's some hybrids that are not only developed for shorter season, but for cooler nights. So you really want to pick a variety that will do well in our climate, and there are some. So we've got like Sugar Baby, Crimson Sweet, um, or some that people that have grown melons have had good success with. Some cantaloupe varieties can do well. There's one called Minnesota Midget that's just like a little, you can cut it in half and it's a perfect like one or two person serving size. And then there are other just kind of strange fruits that people, most people aren't that familiar with. You don't see them in stores that often, but the ground cherries are really good. That's one that I encourage people to try out. They're really prolific. They're a tomato cousin. So they look like like little tomatillos, if you've seen those um, for salsa. they got a little paper husk on them, but they're small and they're sweet. And so you can plant one plant and they the paper husks on them turn golden yellow and they drop off. And you can just sit there and take the little paper husks off and pop them in your mouth. They're like little berries. And if you grow enough of them, they make a fantastic pie. We never have that many that make it that far. but And we did forget to mention the most perfect fruit slash vegetable of all, which is rhubarb. Rhubarb, you want to give it a couple seasons. You maybe could, if you plant it this spring, you could sneak a couple stalks off of it, but it's really good to let them get established that first season at least, and then um, just harvest sparingly until the plant is strong and you've got some nice thick stalks on it because you don't want to take too much off of it and weaken the plant where it won't come back the next year. So with rhubarb, you could be looking at, you know, a year out. Then, of course, there's fruit trees and shrubs. So like honeyberry, blueberry, raspberries are all really great. And a lot of people are putting in patches of those. Um, so you'd be looking at, well, it depends on the size the shrub is when you plant it, but you could be picking a little bit of fruit next summer. Um, Certainly with the raspberries, they're pretty strong and do great here. So they really take hold and can be productive quite fast. The plants also spread like crazy, so you'll have some to share. So raspberries are a really good choice. I'm kind of looking on that spectrum of like instant gratification. We want it this summer to maybe five years out. So at the further end of that spectrum, I'm like the five years out would be planting an apple tree, uh, pear tree, plum tree. And then your blueberries, honeyberry, are maybe two years. And strawberries, rhubarb, raspberries, you could plant this summer and be harvesting some next summer. Have they figured out how to provide wild strawberries to people, just tiny and little and the perfect balance of tart and sweet? Alpine strawberries are the way to go for that if you want that wild strawberry flavor. And they're still small. 
but you can plant a patch and have them there. Or you can use those cute strawberry pots where you have the openings all up the sides. You can even put them in hanging baskets, and they're they're fun in ornamental gardens too. So if you get a flower bed and sunny spot by the front door, stick some alpine strawberries in there. So they're little, but they've got that really intense strawberry flavor balance, like you said. And they don't um, spread by runners like different varieties of strawberries do. So you don't have to worry about them taking over the yard. One final question before I let you go. Mm-hmm. Why do people grow zucchini? Uh, <laughs> for zucchini Twinkies. <laughs> you can listen to this conversation again online at KUMD.org under the Northland Morning tab, where you can also leave comments or questions. This episode of The Simple Plate was written and produced at KUMD by Lisa Johnson, with music from Andy Halleck and Polo, and support provided by the Whole Foods Co-op of Duluth. The Simple Plate is also located wherever you find your podcasts, so you can take us with you when you go out to eat or share us with your friends and family. Thank you.